0: Liberation is knowing what you want sexually and sticking to what you want sexually. So there are no pushes, no influences, you're just being you. This is Hi, you're welcome to Raw Talks, where any and every topic is up for discussion. Yes. Nothing is off the table. From fashion to politics, self-care, music, movies, just name it. So, without further ado, welcome your hosts, Kenny and Zube. Hi, you're well welcome to another episode of Raw Talks. And today we have a special guest for you, as yeah, usual. Yeah, yeah. Zube is here, as usual. And Ooh. our guest is... Chim Dima, Chim Ike <laughs> is a social worker and human rights activist. So, Chim Dima, tell me please what's the difference between Chim Dima and Chidima? Okay,
1: obviously, the difference about the spelling and in the pronunciation, and lastly, the meaning. So, Chim Dima means my God is good. So, just a little tweak. So the difference
0: Hmm. um, between it and the other one is that the other one, the normal one, is like my God, God is good. But my own
2: kind of like personal life, Hmm. it means my God is good So so that's the difference. Yeah. Okay, that's that's nice. Nice
0: to know the difference between Timur. So let's get right into today's episode. Today we are talking about something dicey as usual. This is raw talks. We talk about things that people are not usually uh, interested or people shy away from talking about. Today we are talking about sex. Yes, sex. So my first question basically is, about 40% of the Nigerian population or more is under 40. You know what, these people, they are having sex. But despite the fact that these people are having sex, uh, sex is not something that we talk <laughs> about a lot in Nigeria. And uh, other than yeah. that, uh, last year, last year, in the last year, a 2019, uh, report from ConOp uh, states that Nigeria and Ghana happen to be of the countries that frequent their websites, uh, I mean, compared to other countries. So, despite all of this, despite all of this, why is it that uh, sex is not spoken about? and uh, even when we speak about it in classes I mean in schools what we talk about sex has to be just puberty and reproduction so Kim Dima one Uh why don't we talk about sex and what's your opinion of sex education in the nigerian curriculum okay um first of all i want
1: to say that something i've always like said in my head is that you know for for people you who are mm-hmm. working evidences of sex, we tend to shy away from sex. I don't, I don't know if you understand what I mean. I, I know that we have um, artificial insemination and all of some of the advanced medicines that we have now. But we'll see that 90% of people that are born. We are born as a result of you know, two people having sex. So you, Ken, me, Ma, mm-hmm. we are living examples, results of sex. Do you understand? So it's very funny that we as human beings tend to like shy away from sex. Now, in the Nigerian um aspect is that we are very people critical in Nigeria and very uh, religious. So the reason why we do not talk about sex or even sex education is because we rather you know pray it away and assume that teenagers who have regime hormones will not partake in it because in quote it is evil. So um, we do not even have sex education in Nigeria. Um, and the little that we have, what you the education you 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 hear is um, especially is directed towards girls. You would hear if you sit down on a guy's lap, you get pregnant. If he sees your panties, you get pregnant. If he looks at you, you get pregnant. Everything is about pregnancy, so it's like pregnancy is like. They see it as the worst thing that can happen to you, especially on on like on married pregnancy, like when they're married. So, however, because of you know the whole um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: lack of sexual and uh, sex education and all of that, we don't realize that you know it's not just about not getting pregnant; it's about protecting yourself. We have STIs, we have STDs, we have a lot of you know medical complications that can come about as a result of unprotected sex, and if people are not knowledgeable enough to you know um, engage in sex. So um, I would say that you know we do not have sex education in Nigeria. The reason why we do not have is because of we are largely very critical people who who are believed is rooted in religious fundamentalism, which says that, okay, if you talk about sex education, you are encouraging sex. So the the sex education they are, they are, they are, that we receive here in Nigeria is in is, um, form of abstinence or 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 meets like do not sit on a guy's lap or don't let you see your panties because you get pregnant. Every other needed information pertaining to sex education is not being you know taught here. But however, I would say that you know um, civil society is putting up an effort to like go to schools and educate you know on the coming generation in schools and also there are social media about you know bits associated um in sex and you know every other thing you need to know about sex for both um, men and women that's girls and boys i don't know if what i said answers your questions or if i left anything out just let me know
0: Oh, you did more than justice to that question. I, I didn't expect that much. You did more than justice. And I really love what you said walking evidence of sex like that. <laughs> That's serious. That's serious. Usubei, are you there? Okay. Uh, the next question that we have here now was uh, how often how soon rather should parents and guardians begin to talk about sex with children?
1: okay um personally i do not think that there is a there is a soon or late time i i i i feel that once a child is born and once they ask questions that's when it when it starts when they want to know is when it starts so um, in this part of the world, and when I say this part of the world I mean in Nigeria, we kind of have this culture of cycling children, you know, you know, trying to cue their curiosity. So, you know, when children, when, when um, developmental state of the child's life is trying to like explore this new world they are coming to. So you see um, on, on different stages, we have the phallic stages, we have the oral stage, where they use their mouth to, you know, understand what this object is and is, and, you know, they're obsessed with their genitals, trying to figure out, you know, all of that. So when they now get to um, the stage where um, they can now, you know, make sounds with their mouth, that's make words going to one or two years, they tend to start asking questions. They don't use their mouth anymore or their sense of feeling or touch now ask questions oh oh mommy what is this what is that or maybe if they see their father has like a penis and if the child is a girl they want to know what that is they want to know you get all of this so it's at that point that you let them know what all of this is don't tell your child that oh the vagina is one funny name maybe say it it's pom pom or something something it's called a vagina it's called a penis let them know um that oh they are not supposed to touch it without nobody's supposed to touch you without your consent this is what this is what is right it's what is for wrong. but when we cover you know all of that thing of thinking that it's a very dirty topic to talk about. Then we have issues of sexual molestation of young ones because they have no idea of exactly what sex is about. So if they ask questions or when they see you, mommy and is kissing or mommy and the boyfriend is kissing or mommy and the partner is kissing or whatever, oh, we are doing this because we are adults, adults kiss. But these children do not, you know, do not try to play on their intelligence because, you know, kids are very knowledgeable, and they suck up all the information in their environment. So, um, when it's too early for sex education, there's no time that's too early. Once they start asking questions, or once you feel that, oh, they need to know this thing, that is the time to start.
0: Thank you for that. As soon as they start being able to ask questions, it's time to start educating them on on sex. That's 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 good. That's good. And you said do not play on their intelligence. Don't uh, tell them that something is something else. Is that harmful basically? Like if I tell a child that your penis is kokoro, how harmful is that?
2: Okay, um,
1: how is that in the sense that, okay, for example, is that um, when, when, they might not see, like, the importance of it being what it is, for example, how is happening in sense that if your child is exposed to um, an abuser, and, tar- and they try to, like, you know, try to molest them, and then they call it another name. So, give calling it a, like a different name, kind of like how would I put it? Kind of like invalidate the act. I'm trying to 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 get a, a correct word to kind of like portray what I want to say. But giving it a different name is like making it this foreign entity that they do not. They do, okay, now they are used to hearing, "Oh, this thing is Kokoro, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. But then, but then, because the name is is is, is penis, right? And yeah. and every other person and adults know that it is called a penis. Mm-hmm. And and then, like an adult molests them and tells tells them that. Oh, you see, I'm playing with your penis. I know. Don't tell mommy and daddy. Blah 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 blah. There tends mm-hmm. to be a sense of confusion because I know this as Kokoro This person is saying penis. So, um, I how how I like put it? There there is this. Yeah, they are kind of like disassoci, uh, this, disassociating themselves to the whole situation and what happens is that oh, it's feeling so that this person that, that this person touched and not to got I don't know if to
0: kind of like get an explanation that i'm trying to like give up i do i do uh, it's, it's i do it's been lovely listening to you and uh getting to know how you know how calling these things different terminologies can be harmful but now we have to take a short break and we'll be right back
1: okay make your day
0: have a break have a kit kat
2: Yeah, we are still here with our social worker and woman rights activist, Chidima. So Chidima, of course, you've been talking ever since. I mean, describing how, how sex education should actually be your thing and how you should be proud to see what sex is and to meet the younger ones as well. But I have a question yeah. actually. It's something about how, how yeah. often should sexually active people, you know, get texted? Like, sexually, people that are generally very sexually active, how often do they should get, you know, texted?
1: Okay, so it it depends, Um, so I I feel um, sexually active people should get um, tested as often as possible, especially if you are active and you are seeing multiple partners, so you could do as frequent as um, bi-monthly or even monthly because it's very important um, and I would also advise that if you are, you know, um, sexually active multiple partners, you should take all necessary, um, precautions. Um, however, precautions, yeah. if, um, you are, um, sexually active and you're just, you know, having, um, a partner or multiple partners who are, of the same multiple partners you guys have like an understanding mm-hmm. that you can do maybe once in two or three months and it's also very important to to, to, to do so I, I kind of like have some trust issues so this is me projecting so <laughs> it's kind of like very important to you know, do this testing can you hear
0: me? hello? yes I can Yeah, you, go on
1: Okay, I said it's very important to like do your testing with your partners, that's for people who are are seeing Mm -hmm. stable partners or a stable partner or stable partners. Um but for um sexually active people who are seeing multiple partners, you know, different people at different times. So it's very important to do it as frequent as possible and taking all necessary uh, precautions. Also for people who are seeing um you know steady partners, I also mm-hmm. um it's also very important to take precautions because Um, Apart from, you know, using bed controls, that's for, you know, women, you can still contract, you know, SDIs or STDs, you know, if
0: you do not take precautions, so that's, like, very important. Okay, you spoke about multiple partners. Why do we have a, we, we as a society, why do we attach shame to having multiple partners, especially for ladies?
1: Okay, so as we were saying, anyway, asking that question, I wanted to say, hmm, but as we ended, especially for this, that said, okay, because actually, so we live in a, a patriarchal society whereby, um, as a guy, if you have multiple partners, there is mm-hmm. Jesus, and <laughs> even if a lady has multiple partners, she is you get. So you can see the old double standards about everything. So it's just very infuriating, you know, the way society looks at things. They never, you know, scorn the man, but they always scorn the women. But I would say that, you know, um, you know, sexual liberation is very important. If do not, you know, be constrained by whatever society is thinking. If um, you are very spontaneous and you're very adventurous and you like, you know. Um, being with multiple partners by all means, go ahead just take necessary precautions I if, love it if you do not like being with multiple partners by all means, you know, stick to what you know, and this is also sexual liberation, you know, a lot of the time, people tend to conflict that you know, when you say sexual liberation you should be on the bus of sleeping with everything you can carry on um, sexual liberation is knowing what you want sexually and sticking to what you want se- sexually so there are no um pushes no influences they are just being you this is who you are this is what you want in any sexual interaction so if you if abstinence is your thing by all means abstain because you want you not because they told you to If you want to have more partners, by all means, go ahead and don't listen to what other people are saying. So I just, and and this is me, I'm I'm speaking to women because obviously I'm not speaking to women. Men are doing everything that they want, you know. So your your, your sexual life is in your hands and you should not be monitored or micromanaged by anybody that is not you. Do you understand? So,
0: um, yeah, so that's it. Okay, okay then. Um, speaking about getting tested and protecting oneself, how uh, effective are condoms in protecting one from STIs? So, I, I, I'm
1: not sure about this tax, but I think that condoms are about 90 something um, percent how they see that thing. Um something something percent safe. So it doesn't mean that it's hundred percent. It doesn't mean that um what it means is that ninety nine percent of the time or ninety eight percent of the time or ninety seven depending on what starts say that it will save you from you know you know all of these things. So I feel that you know condoms especially are very um very instrumental in protecting people from contracting um STIs or FDs. Okay. however i want to add that um, um um this is not really popular but there are people that react to latex that's, that's
0: yeah really yeah serious. is that, is so, that true um, is that i yeah, actually
1: and, and, and it actually, it happens mostly with women. So um, there are people that are um, you know, allergic to, to um, laugh sex. And um, I, I do not have any um, you know, personal experience or know anybody that's happened to. This is just by reading. So sometimes the complication in my cause might then lead to an STI. So these Mm. are just very, um, these are instances where the condoms feel, as well as the other um, times where I feel um, cause pregnancy or still cause STI, so
0: that's that. So I have this like a dicey or sensitive question here. A research by Alfred Kinsey revealed that it takes about four minutes for a woman to orgasm when she's masturbating and this is about the same time averagely that it takes a guy to orgasm when he masturbates so the thing is there's this common knowledge that is actually really really difficult or it's like there's one in five women only orgasm during sex where did this idea come from that it is uh naturally difficult to get a woman to sexual pleasure when a woman can get herself to this height in about four minutes at the same time it gets a guy to get himself to this uh climax when he's taking care of himself. No. Where did this come from? Is it a thing is it is it an idea of misogyny? You already
1: have your question. You already have your answer because you know that 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 research it just tells you that everything you need to know. You know, there's this misconception that oh women do not have sexual abuse like men, which is ultra lie. And okay, now this research shows that you know under women same as men, women would, you know, bring themselves to orgasm. So what is especially telling you that women can actually orgasm. It's just the men when they have sex with men that are not doing the right thing. I know there's always this shit that women keep men that, oh, they should not know how to find pictures. And that's true. There are only a few men who know where it is. And thank God I'm lucky. <laughs> anyway, let me know that i So, yes, actually, like you said, the asked if it is as a result of the research game. Mm-hmm. So, I would say, um, I would say um, yes and, and yeah partly other like than what I said earlier because you today we are sex sex with And sex for women is something that is supposed to be endured. So mm-hmm. um just like just like um when, okay you see instances or you see movies or you read books about when maybe a, a, a man and a woman want to have sex and then his penis cannot stand Did you get you yeah. cannot get an erection, and as a result they don't have sex is that not wild? so because his penis cannot stand she, she should not have sex he cannot do any other thing so that that example just shows that you know everything. The way we even see sex, even though it's a biological act, we look, look we look at it through the lens of a in- patriarchal society. That sex is for is to be enjoyed by men. is for men, and when it doesn't work for men, it cannot work for women. And even when it works for men, it should not work for women. So men will just you know come up do their thing then the women will stay like they are there at the slaughterhouse and take that's how it has always been so now i think the younger generation of men are trying to do better but i do not know if they wouldn't know i don't know because my generation of women are still complaining that these men cannot find this picture. So I'm thinking it's the repetition of the older generations still happening in our generation. So yes, um, the idea is that sex is supposed to be enjoyed by mm. men and just reject them. So, it, it's very difficult for you to find a man out of millions and millions of men that exist actually take the time to ensure that his partner is actually getting her own orgasm. So, you know, we women, I just tell women, just can't find your organism yourself. Mm. Because if, if you are leaving it to these people, you are not going to get it. So, that's it.
0: Oh wow! So this reminds me of what a colleague at work always say. She says, um, "Your orgasm is your personal responsibility." Fight for yes, it. I know
1: who you are do. Do you do agree? Do you yes,
0: agree? You agree? <laughs> do I, I agree? See no, yeah. I actually do agree. in
1: as much as you know. I like you know giving the little thing that because yeah, honestly, you know, you know, the the, the, the chaos that are causing the men are causing in the world today is like it's enough for them to be However, I'm of the opinion that yeah, your organism, and this is me referring to women, is that
2: your organism
1: is your responsibility. You should not just speak here. If, if if you should open your mouth and be able to speak and say this is why, right? Like. This is why, you know, like. And if you have done this due diligence, and the person, and this is in in relationship, heterosexual relationship, obviously. Because yeah. in, in non-heterosexual relationships, I, I um organising it's not a problem So um so now in this in this aspect I'm talking about, um it's your responsibility to, you know, tell your partner that this is what I like and this is what I you do not know, like. This is what you know make me this is what would you know turn me off? And if you have done all of this, and you know the person has still not, you know even taking initiatives, then it's now left to you to say that i do not deserve such a partner. I have more than this. And you either find yourself a partner that would you know actually listen and learn, or oh my dear, you take your matter into your hand find your garden, <laughs> <brother, inside> try yourself, <laughs> which of <yourself. laughs>
0: So okay, your orgasm is your personal responsibility. I do not agree, though. I feel it should be mutual effort. But you said that if your partner is not getting you there, you have no choice than to ask that, than to get yourself there. Yeah, it's your, it's your personal responsibility, probably. Uh, Zubey, yeah. do you have a, you have a question for our social worker? Okay, I think Zubei is still busy, so I will just ask this next question. What are some benefits of um, a healthy sexual life?
1: Okay, when you say healthy sexual life, that can mean a lot of things. Because a lot of the time when people say healthy sexual life, they mean like people who are you know having sex like on a steady steady way. and that is not what I, I see as a sexual life we get. It. So let me just say, what I see as a sexual life is um, you taking necessary um, precautions during sex. It doesn't have to be regular, it doesn't have to be, you having sex every day and just, you know, making sure your sexual health is up to date to your testing, you know, um, you know, um, bed control and all of that. And, and when I say bed control, a lot of people just think because of the women, your know, bed control can be meant for women that's the vasectomy and the women have it. They have to feel. They have tension. I know all of that stuff. So, so all this thing that I just said is like an assimilation of what gives you a know, healthy sexual life. Taking necessary precautions when you are, you know, um, engaging in sexual activities with your partners or with strangers. You know, that's what I call a healthy sexual life. Um, I think I've lost track of your question. Can you just run the question
0: again? Okay, I get everything you're trying to say. What well, my question basically is, what are some benefits of a healthy, active sexual life?
1: Okay, now, okay, I've talked about why I think about sexual life. Now, let me now talk about the benefits. So, when you talk about the uh, benefits... But wait, before I even talk about the benefits, when you say healthy and when you say active, Are you talking about having frequent sex or taking necessary precautions? Okay, both of them. um, Taking precautions
0: and having regular sex.
1: Okay, so having regular sex, right? Obviously, it's like exercise. About um, it kind of like. Loses your body and it's good for the mind, it's relaxing. That's for people who like to have sex every time. So, now, um, what it does when you're um, taking precautions having sex, that you're protecting yourself from, you know, touching any STIs or STDs or any medical complications we get so these are you know um, some of the benefits that come from you know having a healthy sexual life then for the active part is that you know sex is good for the mind sex you mix. sex makes you at least um sex does you know a whole lot of things um, I can say I like sex, well do I
0: like frequent sex, I, 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 that's not my thing, so that's what I have to say about that question. Okay then, okay, Uh, you were talking about precautions and uh, if uh, knowledge serves me right, that ones out of PrEP, PEP, ARV, ART, uh, ways to protecting yourself from uh, HIV basically. Can you please give us more details about these things, PrEP, PEP, and ARV?
1: Okay, so, um, you know, PrEP is like, you know, PrEP is good for people who are, you know, going to be in situations where they might, high risk situations where they might possibly contract HIV. So if you are on PrEP, it kind of like reduces that risk. Of, you your know, contracting the hiv virus um what's the other one you asked about
0: i asked of pep then
1: okay pep, so um pep is like you know the testing you know for for, for hiv uh, the, uh, the quick testing so um if you if you have been in sexual intercourse um, or you are about to have sexual intercourse you with know, um, someone that you do not know the person's um, status so that one comes in you know, very handy and what's the last one? Sorry I'm losing train of thoughts
0: because <laughs> I was trying to address something else. The other one is ARV, anti okay, uh, <laughs> yeah so-
1: ARV, ARV, um, okay, so Arv is very important because um what it does is that it balances your your viral load. So how it works is that if you 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 do your testing and you find out that you have the, the HIV virus, um it's not a death sentence. You have like a lot of HIV, HIV virus and TV fairly lives. So when you take Arv. Um, ARBs, what it does is that it kind of like suppresses the virus in your system and doesn't allow it to escalate to like AIDS and mm-hmm. if, you are on this, if you are on this treatment and you, you keep taking your Arv, what it means is that within you know, a short period your viral load can become undetectable and at that point you cannot you know um, you cannot infect any other person with the virus.
0: Okay then, okay. So PrEP and PEP are for HIV-negative people while ARV is for um, HIV-positive people then?
1: Hello? Yes, ARV are for HIV-positive people
0: and positive people who are supposed to be on medication then the
1: other one are community people. Okay. Okay. Thank you for sharing that
0: with us. Um welcome. It's a baby here back. I think he's been, it's here. It's been, been here.
2: listening. He <laughs> has been listening to all you have to say. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it's an amazing class. I don't, I don't even think I deserve to ask any question. Actually, like I I came with both for questions, but suddenly I've been I've been learning. So I'm like, I mommy, mean, why should I okay. ever ever interrupt this? This okay, amazing class
1: um okay um um with, with your conclusion um kenny um, yeah um uh, you, you know you
0: just said that um ARB are a then the other ones oh negative. yeah 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 yeah
1: that I, I know that that will be that will be concluded but i yeah. want to revert back to what i said earlier yeah it's for it's for negative on a probability so if you remember what i said earlier that if you have oh, yeah a to somebody that you think, so it's not, it's not in all situations you'll be negative for negative mm-hmm. people. If you think you have been exposed to a situation or a person that you think that um would, would, would lead to a, a high chance of contracting the virus, that's where the test comes in. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So that's that for okay. So and, okay. and, and if I'm not mistaken, it's within 24-48 hours, so so that's
2: how that works. Then the other one is strictly for negative people, that's prep. Oh, prep, yeah, yeah. okay. Great. Okay, Tango, we're in the segment where we start talking about STIs. I actually have a very big question bothering me since we've been talking about STI ever since, absolutely HIV. So I have this question for you, Chidima. Okay. You know something about should we should we tell our partners you know our history of the uh, sti you know you know uh, though it seems very easy to let say of course yes but it's actually a big deal like right? people will be like ah no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell my partner about this i mean because it's it might break the relationship or whatever like do you think it's strictly very necessary to let tell your partners about your history of sti whether you were infested about it or you skipped it or your whatever it is like should you just make it clear before any other thing before getting down to business, okay. you need to bed
1: Okay, so, okay. Thank you, thank you for that question. So for STI STIs are, uh, they are usually not long in. So um, in the case of STIs, it is a tricky situation because, you know, a lot of the time, some people will contract STIs, a lot of the time in the course of their life, they might forget what they might remember so i don't think it's like a rule to like be like oh once when, when you have a partner oh at one time this yes. happened it's not like i the, the one i would say that oh okay you can just cause you to find like if it's an sdp which you currently still uh, we are still managing do you understand yeah. Supported. No, for the other one, I do not think is um is is a big is a big um unveiling um, that needs to be done.
2: Yeah.
1: If you are just randomly discussing with your partner, that, oh, do you know this guy? Something happened. This, see you know, that's fine. But it's not like a mandatory right of passage. I don't think that's what. I don't think you should be that or like anybody if they want to, if they don't want to bang. So that's, yeah. that's how
0: I feel for the end Yeah. Okay. Okay. Chim Dima, this is a personal one now. And it goes to Ozube uh, also. And I'll answer that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Chim Dima, what's your take on sex tape? And do you think you'd ever do one if you are sure that? nobody else but you and your partner will see this sex tape. So what's your take on sex tape? And will you ever do one if you're sure no one else will see it?
1: Probably, but the thing is that everybody that does sex tape, they think that it's just them and their partner does it. I don't think anybody makes a sex tape to you know, publicize the world, except those who are doing it for commercial purposes. Do you understand? Know but well, um, I, I actually I don't think that sex things are a big for me. I could do one, then it has a big thing, But I don't think they're they're that big of a problem that people make out to be. Yeah, it can be big of a problem when it gets leaked and it becomes a media frenzy and all of that. But to like just do one, when it's just like the good of you, I don't think it's that much of a big deal. If you're already having sex. You can always be sexy, okay? So, uh, um, for example, right? Can you hear me? Yeah, of course. It says there's this thing that Christians say that they say when you're having sex, when you're communicating, God is watching you guys recording with you. Do get just imagine Mm -hmm. that when you're having sex without recording, don't worry, you're recording. That's how me.
2: Can you? So Zube, Zube, you answer first.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I think yes, but then as she said, you don't know where or who we have it later, and we've had of a revenge porn. You break up with somebody, and the person is publicizing your, your. Pictures, the images, what you guys did in the private in the privacy of your room and someone is now posting it because you guys have broken up. So Yuzubay, will you be interested in a sex
2: thing? Um there's so many things to There There's so many disadvantages, you know, very, very bigger. Than the advantage. So no, actually, not because I don't actually want to. or because um, I don't think it's a nice thing or like a you know, pleasurable thing to do. But there's so many advantages to it. So many, you know, trust. Are you sure I trust my partner enough? No what if there is well what, what if I leaked it by mistake, What's, what if my phone got stolen and my password is can be easy to be guessed. There's so many <laughs> things to So are you, are Speaking of mistakes,
0: speaking of mistakes, you saw Tua Savage post, right?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean... Yeah, I
1: actually <laughs> saw that. Too.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's... I to don't a, know Tua
2: Savage would not have been in this mess if she didn't do any six there at all
0: yeah yeah, yeah that's
2: I mean, true. so he, 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 there' are so many to say advantage to this very lovely thing, I mean sex to school. but can I practice it? No, and that that's not because I don't that's not because I don't have a thing but just because like maybe scared, I'm just scared about it. I think that's just what it is. yeah, it, it, I think it is normal to be scared
1: because in as much as I will say that, you know, I do not see, like, anything, you know, with the sex tape. But society sees it as a big deal. So, you know, yeah. you don't want to get that whole backlash and, you know, everything. Now it's time for me to ask my own question. So let's say um, um, you are with a partner that you feel yeah. that maybe you are doing life with. Would you still do a sex tape?
0: I didn't get the question very well.
1: Okay, so um, uh, uh, it's still a specific question. I'm saying yeah. that, what if you were in a you were with a partner who yeah. you are doing life with? Did you get- um, Doing what in we that, you? Doing,
2: that, doing what, doing
1: in life? That, doing life with.
2: Okay. But right?
1: Right. even though, so, yeah, you know, things happen. You will see break up even those that, that are in the union and everything.
0: Would you still do the sex tape? Uh, like I said earlier, I said yes, so I think I will. I think I think so.
2: <laughs> <sighs> um, never, I don't think I will. Uh, I, I, <clears throat> I, I don't think I will still do the sex tape after. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: right. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's been a pleasure
0: talking to you, Dima, and you've said a lot, starting with, uh, we are evidence of sex, (laughs) and every other thing you said, it's just too much. I've actually listened to a lot of things you said, yeah, you spoke about sexual liberation, you spoke about uh, the old shame and stigma that we as a society attached to sex. And I am grateful for your time, Chibdimah. And I would like to have you more on um, so many more episodes of Raw Talks. To so all our listeners listening listen to us across the world, I will name all the countries we have now. Nigeria, United States, Singapore, Germany, France, Netherlands, Ooh. United Kingdom, Ivory Coast, Philippines, South Africa, Norway, and India. I am very, very grateful. So you can reach us by mailing us at w. Mm-hmm rawtalks9 at gmail.com and on Instagram we are raw underscore talks underscore and this has been a very beautiful, beautiful, beautiful episode with the intelligence, eloquence and beautiful human rights activist and social worker please share this podcast with your friends and subscribe and like have a lovely Thank day you.
1: Thank you Thank for you having me, me. me.
0: Kenya. Thank, Thank you.